1: Start Me A Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is D. Earl Stevens. Earl is enough. He is an author. He's also the former managing editor of Stars and Stripes and a Navy vet. He just wrote a great article about his grandmother. We're going to talk about that, the GOP debates. Donald Trump's mugshot, and much more. But before we do, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week, kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com dot com slash start me up now please enjoy my conversation with d earl stevens welcome back to the show earl
2: hey kimberly
1: Earl. It just makes me laugh to say Earl because it was my grandfather's name and like my dad's middle name and my brother's middle name. And then there's this, my dad's friend, whenever my dad gets a dog, he would just call the, give the dog the middle name Earl. <laughs> it just,
2: it's <laughs> like, there's all the Earls. <laughs> Distinguished men and dogs all, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> I will try uh, to live with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> H- Happy mugshot day, by the
1: way. No kidding. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to get into all the crazy ass news, but first, okay. Yesterday I was talking to my mom. Yeah. And, like I always talk to her every morning, and she's like, "Oh, you got to read. You got to read uh, Earl Stevens' latest." And oh. and she said, "You know, he wrote about his grandmother, and it's going to remind you of someone, which is our aunt. <laughs> well, it's my aunt, her sister." Because basically, okay. the same, she's still with us, but the same thing happened. So I just, you know, I read it and thought, oh, I got to, I got to talk to Earl. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: All right. That's good, I guess. I, I love your mom, by the way.
1: Yes. It's all love. We all love each other. Um, <laughs> so talk to me about this article.
2: Well, okay, sure. It's, it's basically um, a story about my, grandmother who was born in 1912 mm-hmm. which is before women could even vote um I, I, you know she took good care of me uh as a kid I, I had a semi-rough upbringing and she was kind of sheltered from the storm
0: mm-hmm.
2: but along came a guy many years later named rush limbaugh who you know tickled her fancy mm-hmm. and um so i write in a piece basically how he kind of started stole her from me if you will Mm -hmm. and how she started listening to the bilge that came out of that guy's mouth because basically she was who that guy preyed upon yeah and who the modern day republican party is now preying upon Mm -hmm. and so she she fell for the propaganda and i just you know i i had been thinking about her one day and i'm always thinking about this propaganda and i just wanted to kind of tap a vein and tell the story about Alice and how Rush Limbaugh stole her at Times Cold Heart. Yeah. And I put it out there and there it is.
1: And it was really good and it like my mother said, yeah, it did remind me of my aunt because you know my my aunt and her used to kind of laugh at the John Birch mm-hmm. Society back when they were younger. Yeah. And now she's kind of become one of them and mm-hmm. it the same thing she loved Rush Limbaugh he was the yeah. one and then did you ever see the movie the brainwashing of my dad no i highly recommend it um you oh. could just look it up i i don't know where you can find it right now but it's All exactly right. this it was a man who i guess it was this woman's father he was a liberal and then mm-hmm. because he was in his car every day and you know having some kind of a commute he found limbaugh and the thing about these talk radio shows specifically, um, especially with the right-wingers, it's like they they get into your brain. It's it's very um, personal, and, and it feels as if they're talking specifically to you, and you're alone with them. So it's like an intimate kind of a setting where you're listening to these people, and it's just like you said, preyed upon them and, you know, each person who's in this movement in this cult has their reasons or there are the reasons that they are you know angry or whatever it is right Um, and and they're being told okay you're angry i mean not in these kinds of terms but this is what's happening it rush limbaugh is basically saying okay there are things that you're angry about and you have a good reason to be angry about them and you know whose fault it is it's the democrats fault and right. that's that's right. you know, that's what's happening because you know, I just went to my sister's wedding over the weekend and my aunt and I were talking. I lived with her briefly in nineteen eighty one and it was really fun. It was to me it was kind of like a Brady Bunch experience compared to my mm-hmm. mom who my mom and dad were more not hippies, but they were more on that side of things. And uh-huh. they yeah. their life would so when I went to live with my aunt and uncle, they were more like the Brady Bunch. And they right. had like a huge group of friends and they Mm -hmm. they lived on a property that was like three three acres so like there would always be summer parties and softball games and it was fucking awesome and you know I remember just loving that experience and my aunt was saying you know back then I couldn't have told you anybody like who anybody voted for yeah
2: that's right
1: yeah and it's like I mean sure there were conservatives and there were liberals in that group but everybody got along, and nobody gave a shit about, you know, how they were voting, and it wasn't this divided. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and, and, and times, uh, you know, she came up when my parents did, so there was the Vietnam War, there was all the, you know, Nixon stuff. But sure. I think, I think though, we're now, I think Rush Limbaugh kind of started this, I don't know, I, like, it's like, I don't know if he started the MAGA movement, particularly, no, he didn't, Trump did, but you know what I mean, one thing leads to another leads mm-hmm. to another, and I think Rush Limbaugh kind of started what we're seeing now. I mean, do you agree?
2: Um, I, I, I do. I think that, you know, and I, I got into this in the piece a little bit. If you remember, too, the time that he came along and in, in, in grew up in, if mm-hmm. you will, on the radio was the Reagan years mm-hmm. uh, when, you know, uh, the radical right, uh, religious right. Uh, had tremendous weight and, of course, still does in the Republican Party. That's the first time it was really out there for everybody to see. Yeah. And, um, and you know, as I also said, you know, the 60s and 70s, as you just alluded to, were kind of rough and tumble decades, you mm-hmm. know. And and so as I put sarcastically, and I, I saw, you know, this piece also not only went up on Substack, but uh, Russ Story picked yeah. it up. Awesome. And I saw a lot of comments, and I and one thing I said, and I and I meant it as sarcasm, and I said that white people at that time just needed a hug, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and and right, and so he, you know, he knew what buttons to push inside of people, white people, yes, who were feeling somehow aggrieved, yeah, and and uh, and so he found an audience, and I and I guess what I'm most surprised about to this day. Kimberly is that Democrats haven't figured out a way or have tried and not successfully figured out a way to you know, not only combat this nonsense, mm-hmm. but to get on the radio and to get out there to their people, if you will. And, and to start hate to use the word programming, but at least filling them with facts and ammunition that they can take with them, you know? Yeah. Um, and we just haven't been able to do it. Right wing radio is just so bloody dangerous, man.
1: It is. It's yeah, and radio and TV. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, well, anyway, is, yeah, thanks I, for bringing that up. It was. Um, yeah, that one was tapping a vein. That was yeah. uh, going pretty deep. And, and anyway, but thanks for bringing that up.
1: Well, I, I kind of want to add on to it and say, I think that, you know, I mean, there have been we, we've got the liberal podcasts, right? We do have that. That's not. The same thing as what Rush Limbaugh is doing Or did mm-hmm. um, But I think the reason it does so well And the reasons Democrats or liberals Have not been able to figure out A way to do the same thing Except with You know education Is because A. It's not sexy It doesn't, It's not making them angry It's like when, when things are You know Democrats are the adults right? And they Obviously not all of them But just in a general sense here I think it's it's not sexy and it's not exciting to talk mm-hmm. about these kinds of things um although yeah. it, the the way that they're the way that like rush limbaugh isn't focusing on like important policy that's boring he's focusing on racism and sexism and all that and so yes the democrats or liberals could do some kind of I don't know show or something but it's like what's going to keep people's interest because usually what keeps people's interest is something that trigger triggers them emotionally whether it's positive or negative so obviously the right knows how to trigger negative very well you know so I mean I don't even know what we could do that would be on the same level as what Rush Limbaugh is doing except in a positive way I lost you so we'll just pick right <laughs> okay. up so, yeah, I was basically saying, you know, I, I I don't know what liberals could do that would trigger the thing that needs to be triggered to get them interested. Do you know what I mean?
2: I do. Um, you know, as you were saying that, you know, there are a couple caveats, obviously, these podcasts, and they're just, you know, this one, and there's so many that really are right. tremendous. Um, I think that Stephanie Miller does it. Yes. A she's really great. Good, yes. Good job. Um, you know, it's comedic to be sure. And yeah. I don't know that we've ever needed a laugh more uh, <laughs> than we have now. You know, that was basically the premise of my book a few years ago, the same thing, because we could all maybe just laugh at it. So she, she's on here in Madison mm-hmm. and I will listen to her when I can. Um, but it's, it's still, you know, here in, in Wisconsin, it's probably the airwaves are flooded with ninety percent mm-hmm. conservative talk radio mm-hmm. uh, and ten percent. What would you call it, liberal right. talk radio? If right. you will. So we've we've got we've got some room there.
1: Yeah,
2: and, uh, <laughs> you know we're also too serious, right? You know that's part of it too. And and uh, yeah. the re- Republicans are. Uh, anyway, moving right along. <laughs>
1: Republicans are not serious at all, and we're too serious.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's as nicely as I can put it. You know, how, you know, I, I think of that, that episode in succession. I'm going to guess you watched that. I have
1: not, actually. I have oh, not wow. It.
2: Okay. And so Logan Roy, you know, uh, old Logan Roy says to his children, you are not serious people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: And that's basically how I would describe the Republican Party at this time. And that's as nicely as I could.
1: Yes. Well, and you told me you did not watch the, bait, the debate, correct?
2: I did not watch the debate, no. <laughs> You saved I yourself. I could
1: not do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I watched it with Bob. We watched about an hour and 14 minutes, and then I'm like, can we please watch something else? Now. And, yeah. you know, we wanted to I, – I did want to watch some of it because I, I needed to kind of, like, see what was going on. And I got to say, it was – I don't know if I would call it surprising – But there were some interesting moments i think you know nikki haley was quite surprising when it came to some of the things that she said because she she actually blamed the economy on donald trump and specifically said it was not biden which was like oh what what and then um i did see that yes (laughs) what else oh and then is it vivek yeah that's his name vivek uh fuck i i had his name and now i can't
2: i can't that's all right i i know who you're talking about so let's just call
1: him vivek Oh, my God. No, you know what? I'm going to take that back. Let's just call him Cocaine Squirrel because that's (laughs) what he is. (laughs) That's what I'm going to refer to him. Now, I mean, the guy is so incredibly insufferable. But I thought he was interesting because, I mean, he was insufferable, right? Every time he was on screen, he was irritating. He was arrogant. He was filled with conspiracy theories. He was like Trump. He was trying to be Trump. And it looks like he's trying to be, both Tim Scott and Vivek, I think, want to be the VP. I think Tim yeah. Scott has a better shot at it. But I'm wondering yeah. if Vivek is going to be beneficial to the Democrats because um, even though he put out the idea that the voting age should be raised to 25, which I know young people won't like, he, <laughs> I think that he might appeal to the young Trump supporters out there. And he might even draw some, you know, attention away from Donald Trump. I don't know. Do you yeah. know enough about him? I, Have you seen? I don't him? know.
2: I, you know, I, I, I. Before talking to you, I read a piece by Frank Bruni in the New York Times. It's it's as good a thing. He's he's probably, for my money, the best writer out there. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, he he did his take on the debate last night. It was, like I said, beautifully written. Yeah. And he called this guy Vivek, you know, Trump's fanboy, mm-hmm. and. Which I can see it, you know, I, I didn't watch it a, because I just didn't want to subject myself to it, but Mm -hmm. also because none of those people are going to be the president of the United States. Right. It's just not going to happen. Not one of them is going to be the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And and so either Joe Biden's going to be the president of the United States or we're fucked. That's the end (laughs) of the story, you know? And so I just, I just couldn't do it, Kimberly. I just, I (laughs) I, I,
1: I totally understand. And, and I, you know, if I wasn't doing this for a living, I wouldn't have watched either, but I just, I I wanted to watch some of it just so I could get like, you know, I wanted to see what Mike Pence was going to say and do. I wanted to see Mm -hmm. fucking Chris Christie. You know I mean? He's being labeled as a straight shooter now. And it's like, God, what is fucking (laughs) wrong with our media? You know, yeah, he has backed yeah. Trump for the whole time and now he's coming out because he you know, that's great. I'm really glad that he's saying the truth because he is. Yeah, but he's a right. politician and he's using the truth to his benefit. That's what he's doing. It's well not... he,
2: he is, I mean and, and he's a politician, so he sees a lane that's yes. that's wide open on the Republican side for the most part, right? It where I, I believe I have this right, but mm-hmm. the question was asked if Trump was convicted of one of his 91 counts. Yeah. Um would you still support him? And all the hands went up I guess except for Christie's and the the Hutchinson, is that right?
1: Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean Christie, And so
2: yeah. he's exploiting that. At least he is separating himself. I agree completely. He's a freaking fraud. I'm mm-hmm. a, you know, I I'm a born and bred Jersey guy and we know mm-hmm. he's full of shit. He's always been full of shit. But, you know, as a politician, I think he's doing the smart thing here, at least exploring a different lane. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and I mean, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that he's telling the truth. I like it when these Republicans finally start telling the truth, and he is telling the truth. But it's like, you know, but don't give him more credit than he deserves because he is using that truth for himself. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. So, and and I just hate when I see the media doing that, when they act, you know, they they give someone credit for something they don't deserve credit for. And and then, you know, they don't give Mm -hmm. Joe Biden credit for all that he's done. And, oh God, the other thing that was driving me nuts last night, Thankfully, everybody's all over it, but it doesn't matter. It's just the Republicans, didn't matter who it was, kept repeating this whole late-term abortion, like, up till the day, up till the day. That's already illegal, and no doctor is going to do that. And they just perpetuate this lie, and it makes me so fucking angry because it, you know— there was somebody that I had on my podcast. I'm not going to say who he was because I found out he did something. Fu- Actually, he raped someone that I know. And oh they, they came to me after the show and they said, hey, Kimberly, yeah. he raped me. So um, oh. I had to delete it. But when he was, I had him on the show and he wanted to be on the show. And he was a Democrat. And and, and the thing that drives me nuts, he's an actor. And a lot of other actors out there love him and are praising him. And it drives me nuts because I, I think I, I think It's true. What was said, but beyond that, what he was—he was was parroting this bullshit about late-term abortion, and I'm like, you know, where are you getting this from? Donald Trump had just said it, and it's like you're—you're a Democrat and you're listening to what Donald Trump says and taking it as if it's true. What? I I just don't understand. (laughs)
2: If you're sourcing Donald Trump, I'm hanging the phone up on you.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. I couldn't believe yeah. Yeah. the idiocy coming out of his fucking mouth. And
2: I know, and- but so, Kimberly, you know, this goes back to this whole talk about propaganda where mm-hmm. we started, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They, they know full well who they're talking to, and yes. it isn't them. So they can say anything they want, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter. You know, sure. The media can fact check the hell out of them Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. They're still going to say it. It's still it's still going to land where they want it to land. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Because, like you said, the there's their target audience, and that's what they want to hear.
2: How how does that win over independence? Yeah. Right. And and I I you know on my best days, and I occasionally have them still. (laughs) I just don't see the math. The the theorem for Republicans winning. Yeah. I don't, for the life of me, understand how that can happen. And I'm sitting in the battlegroundiest of the battleground states. <laughs> right? We have to win.
1: Hey, we have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, we're back.
2: We, you know, won the last statewide election up here for Supreme Court yeah. by plus 11. Yes. Which is, like, winning, like, by plus 70 in, like, Arkansas. <laughs> right. You know? It doesn't happen. And so I'm wondering what what is what changes between now and November of 2024. no, thing's good. They're, look, they're a long time to go. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see it, you know? No. What, do you see it?
1: Not at all. No. I mean, here – I will always – because of Donald Trump and because we saw what happened with Donald Trump in 2016, um, it's hard for me to feel 100 percent. But I can't help but feel like like we're watching the Republican Party's reaction to 2020 and 2022, and what they're doing is doubling down on all the things that people hate.
2: That's right. And so I don't –
1: yeah, I just don't see – how they win with that. I mean, I see how they win with cheating. Yes, Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, And that's how Donald Trump won 2020 is because he had help um, from Russia. He, you know, they were watching the, you know, those battleground states and they were pushing lies specifically in those battleground states. I'm not going to, I don't know exactly the extent of what they did. And it was cheating to a degree, But I don't know exactly how they did exact. You know, I'm going to use that word one more time. I just don't know the exact way they were able Mm -hmm. to pull off what they pulled off. But we all there was a lot of propaganda. There was a lot of disinformation. Unfortunately, the Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, you know, I don't know division, whatever you want to call it, that got that definitely got in the way too. But um,
2: that was a huge part.
1: It was a huge part, and you know, I mean, in this case. I don't know. I don't I don't see anybody coming along. I mean, it's not going to be Cornell West or RFK. That they're not going to do the kind of damage. <laughs> uh, no. and, and when I say damage, what I mean is damage to the division of uh, because the same division happened uh with Hillary and, and Obama. You know, there was there was the Puma. It was like what well, what did Puma stand for? Somebody's ta- somebody who's listening knows and I, they're saying it and party unity my ass. That's what it was. So <laughs> um so, yeah, it was like they people hated Obama and they loved Hillary. And, you know, and so th- there was that. But but that was when we had normal times. <laughs> and
2: then, yeah. You know- <laughs> yeah. I mean, relitigating 2016 is still very interesting to me. You know, I mean, there it was a lot of people described it or some as, you know, Trump had to be dealt an inside straight to mm-hmm. win it. Every card had to be perfect mm-hmm. and everything fell into place, yeah, you know. Yeah and so he's able to somehow get the election no no there's no question and republicans actually you know their own committee did a study on this that russia did interfere in the Mm -hmm. election by the way the Mueller report said the same thing yes people forget that and we somehow allowed Barr to just co-opt that fucking thing too which Mm is you know which was amazing in its own right but uh you know getting back to the point like what is you know, it used to be, right, if you'd lose an election, you'd say, okay, what did we do wrong? Right, yeah. And, and how do we fix that? And as you said, Republicans instead are saying, no, we're just going to keep banging away Oof. at the same damn thing, and, and it's going to change. I'm telling you it's going to change. And I'm not sure even they believe it. Right. You know, I really am not. They're just scared of Yeah, they're oh,
1: stuck. Yeah, but they're stuck because of Donald Trump. They, right. they, they have That's to that. cater to his clowns and yeah. his cultists. And yeah. even though they're in the minority, they're right. so loud and they are controlling the party. And it's unbelievable. And I, I, you know, I mean, I will, I will never take anything for granted. And I know that right. going into, um, that elect, like that night, let's just say 2024, the evening of I'm going to, I'm, I wish I could just take drugs and not even stay awake for the whole thing <laughs> because I get so yeah, completely stressed out. I know, out. man. I, I
2: know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. I'm not built for, for losing i'm just not you know (laughs) um and i remember you know in 2020 here in wisconsin and it was closer than hell Mm -hmm. because most elections here are close and there was a moment where i will admit to you and it was about four in the morning okay it was Mm -hmm. four in the morning i'm on my deck and i'm looking at the numbers and i'm thinking oh my god trump might actually win up here yeah and i said I am, I don't know that I can handle this at all, you know, now, thank God uh, that didn't happen. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, the other, the other part about all of this is that we're not talking near enough about, in my opinion, is if Trump is in jail, Mm -hmm. right? Because there is no way in my mind, if he does not go to jail, we're done as a country. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's it. He needs to go to jail.
1: Yeah, he absolutely does. Because the message, if he doesn't, is that hey, if you want to break the law, just run for office because you'll be protected forever. If especially if you're a wealthy white man, you just get away with every crime. But I think with fun,
2: if you if you're in a position where you could just wreck the whole country for good, yes, yes, he's got ninety-one counts. I know. Right. I was talking to my brother on the phone last night, and I was thinking, you know, we're not hammering this enough, he's got 91 counts. So let's say he finally gets some decent lawyers. I see he's got a new one in Georgia. Right. Now, and he's and he's able to beat 79 of these. <laughs> that's still 12 felony counts. You're going yeah. to jail for the rest of your life, man. Yeah. It's not that's this is how it works. It's not like, oh, you're either, you know, you're guilty of all ninety one or you're not. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. He most certainly is going to be found guilty of charges. Mm-hmm. And he has to go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of story, he's gotta go to jail. Yeah, you know, and I, I think
1: I think we've got yeah. a decent shot at that now, whether it's in DC or in Fulton County, because you know, we can't count on Eileen Cannon. We'll see what happens with her. Obviously, she's gotta protect right. herself. And if she if she continues to behave like a partisan judge, she's gonna screw herself. But even if she goes all the way and she protects Trump, we've got these other two judges and we've got these other two prosecutors that right. are, uh, well, not two, but you know what I mean. It's Fonny and uh, Jock Smith. And they're not <coughs> fucking around. And DC, it like DC, and then Fonny, Fonny Willis <laughs> is the first one to treat Donald Trump like any other criminal. He's, I mean, and he still, he still gets more than most. But he, oh, yeah? th- there's a bond. He's going to have his mug shot today, as we talked about. We're all fucking waiting for that. And, right. um, you know, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think that, I've said this before, but more than likely, what's going to happen is if he gets convicted, it'll probably be like on a military um, site where you know he's he's not in Gen Gen Pop. He's going to have his own place, and he'll mm-hmm. be guarded by. I hope that that's what they do because I swear to God, I don't think we should have even we shouldn't even be discussing Mar-a-Lago as an option. It's like no, 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 no.
2: He's gotta go to jail. He's gotta yes. go to jail. None of yeah, this bullshit to to house j- arrest. Yeah. No, he's he's got to go to jail. He's got to spend the rest of his life in jail. And that's that's it. I mean, that's he again, he's got ninety-one counts. I don't know what the what the possibility of sentencing is on years. Yeah. But say ninety-one times ten, that's almost a thousand years, possibly, yeah. right? He's <laughs> he's gotta to go to jail.
1: <laughs> oh but, my god, yeah. awesome. <laughs> a thousand years, I wish. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. But, I mean, you know what? Even if all he gets is five, I honestly yeah. think he would just die in jail because I don't think he could handle that. I don't think he's mentally prepared to spend any time. Because And the thing is, is with this uh, Rico situation, right? I think isn't five the minimum, and then it's like they're all going to get it. They're all going to get it. If one gets yeah. it, I'll get it. And yeah. so I think the very minimum of it is five. So at the yeah. very minimum... Even if all he get, and that wouldn't be enough, but if that's all he got, I just can't see. Because, I mean, imagine, he will not have access to his hair dye. He won't have access to his bronzer. He's not going to look, you know, and so part of his whole thing in his mind is what he looks like, and he's going to lose that look. I mean, it looks ridiculous to us, but, you know, his fans love the orange face and the yellow hair and all that. He's not mm. gonna have it anymore. He's gonna have white hair, which I actually think looks better on him because there was a brief time in twenty twenty <laughs> where he, I think it was after COVID, his hair looked yeah. white and he looked fucking better. He looked like a normal yeah. human being, kind of, and yeah. um, you know. But it's like he—he's not gonna have his bronzer. He's, you know, he's not gonna have whatever he does to his hair every day. He's not gonna have that shit. So he's yeah. gonna look no, different. He, he's he's gonna different. He's gonna feel different. He's gonna—it's gonna—I think what it's gonna do. It's going to wear, you know, like weigh on him and wear him down.
2: Well, wait a minute. I mean, if he gets, you know, five years, the guy's seventy-seven now. Yes. I mean, I th- and he's he's wildly unhealthy. You yeah. know, I mean, he's one Big Mac away from just ending it all. <laughs> I mean, he's just one of the most unhealthy-looking people I've ever seen. He's yeah. gross, you know. So he's not built for any of that. Whether it's thirty days or five years or thirty years. Yeah he's not he's not going to handle it and here's another prediction for you when this happens not if because again it has to happen kimberly mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. it's really in my mind it has to happen
1: yeah
2: um, there's not going to be this wild outpouring of grievance no. and rock the street <laughs> we've seen this no. no one wants to go to jail for this guy no there's already been what a thousand plus people have gone to jail for him mm-hmm. they're not going to do it man we'll just yeah. move on yeah. you know that's Let's just, so that, that's the other one I hear that drives me crazy. Oh, it's going to be unrest and crazy. And this will just be, no, it won't. No, what? No, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. He's an entertainment act and he's just going to be sent to jail. That's yeah. it. The entertainment's over. They love him for the entertainment, man. Not because he says anything they necessarily believe in all the time.
1: Yes. They, he, yeah. he makes them feel better. And I think, you know, you might see some terrorism um, here and there, just so, like we're seeing now. You know, right, we're well, seeing, exactly. we are already seen this. Yeah, so it's it's just going to be far and few between, and yeah. it's not going to necessarily stop, but again, it's like you said, people don't want to go to jail for this man, and no. they're just going to have to move on and find someone else, and it's funny because, oh my God, DeSantis was so bad, and I just think yeah. it's funny to – I think it's funny to watch his demise because I have to admit I was one mm-hmm. of the people who were – yeah, I was afraid um, – I kind of thought, oh no, it's he's going to be Trump, but like the yes. new younger version, yes. and he he's terrible. I mean, Trump well, is terrible, well, but oh. you've heard this <laughs> name
2: before, but I'll give it to you again, and I, I can tell you who Desantis is, and that's Scott Walker.
1: Yes, totally. Yes,
2: and oh, Scott Walker up here in Wisconsin, and and his shtick played pretty well up here with the backing of the Koch brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a good network up here, but I I had met Scott Walker several times and honestly i don't say this because i hate his guts i do hate his guts but (laughs) he's stupider than hell (laughs) and there was no way his stuff was going to play once he got out of his state Mm -hmm. and and it didn't and what and what happened is too kimberly once he got out and got exposed Mm -hmm. he came back here and got beat (laughs) Ha ha! right and so now that desantis has tried this I think there's every reason to believe there's a shot when he goes back to Florida, he has become much more vulnerable. Right, His aura is dim.
1: (laughs) And it just feels so good.
2: Yeah, it It does. It just feels good. Right. Like you, you know, initially, I was like, oh, shit. You know, the the Mm -hmm. word was, oh, Desantis is Trump with brains, or something right, like yeah, this. Yeah, we were yeah. hearing. We we since now no, that's not really true. No, that's not. <laughs> but you know, I know when I was talking to people when we were canvassing and working up here in Wisconsin, it, leading up to the midterms, the kids here, the the University of Wisconsin stuff, who were pretty shrewd, would say, "Yeah, Trump worries me, but the guy who really worries me is Desantis." Yeah. Right. And so, like you, like me. You know, I, you know, as I say this, we're always a little smarter than to give ourselves credit for. <laughs> um, that was the worry. We're like, yeah, you know, Trump, you know, he's got that shtick and all that. But you get someone smart right, in there that knows how to work the levers of government, mm-hmm. we're in deep shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's not going to be DeSantis. He's done. No. I think it's just a matter of time for it. They're all well done. Again, everybody on that stage is done. Yeah. To, to, you know, they're not going to be president.
1: They're no, I, I, I president. can't. I can't see it. And and I will say, I mean, if the, if somebody like Chris Christie, um, or even obviously, or even Mike Pence were to yeah. become president, as much as I would, you know, be worried and terrified about their stupid fucking policies, <laughs> I, I would trust that they would, you know, say, all right, I lost. Yeah. You know. And yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I a, think you could. I think Pence would. Would, would at least do that much and all that, you know, yeah. again, as he has no, has no shot, but that's, you know, that's <laughs> something else, you know, I wrote about a couple of weeks ago and, and I, and basically it all came down to Trump not conceding. All he mm-hmm. fucking had to do was concede. Right. That's it. None of this happens really. Yeah. None of it. There would have been some ancillary lawsuits. Yeah. He's a convicted rapist and good for that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, great G, uh, E Jean Carroll. I, yeah. I love her obviously for that. And, and then the election, bullshit that he pulled Mm -hmm. in new york there were going to be ancillary lawsuits but none of this other stuff happens if he just concedes like every other fucking human being on earth yeah just (laughs) concede man just (laughs) concede he
1: couldn't do it no no, and that's the beauty, because it's like, it'll, it'll be so interesting to see what happens with Vonnie Willis and Trump's big, fat fucking mouth. Because I yeah. don't think he's going to be able to keep it shut, and she'll throw him in jail. I think, you know, I think, God, was it Bradley Moss? I'm not sure if it was Bradley Moss, but somebody said yesterday, she's going to let him get away with a certain amount. He'll say this, she'll, she won't do anything, he'll say that she won't do anything and then he's going to start feeling comfortable and he's going to say the big thing and that's when he's going to go to jail and i have Very a feeling plausible. that that's going to happen
2: Very plausible yeah. yeah i i bradley whoever said it's giving i think i i think that funny is not playing one single no. bit <laughs> and, and and he's right it's probably a shrewder uh way to go about it than to just let him walk into her trap and say i told you three times now Yeah. Babe, this is it you're, you're now booking you in jail. Right. That, that's all there is to it. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think there's every possibility. If I was laying odds, it's at least 50 50 that he talks his way into jail.
1: Totally. I totally see that coming. And that'll be interesting. That'll be an interesting turn of events and, you know, first time a president's going to jail, all that stuff. So we have that to look forward to. But I am going to switch gears for the last thing we're going to talk about. And it's something that I have talked about throughout the course of this last three years, but it seems to have gotten less and less. But now the COVID variant is ramping up. And I just saw there's going to be, I think it's CDC, I'm not sure, but there's going to be mask mandates once again. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I want to get your gauge on it because ultimately this is where I am. I was, ju- okay, I was just in my sister's wedding last weekend. And I, I was like, by the time, like, I'm going to go everywhere. I'm going to put my mask on um, mm-hmm. with few exception. I went out to dinner a couple times, didn't wear a mask, um, mm-hmm. did a few things without wearing a mask. But like if I go to the grocery store and all that stuff, I wear a mask and I've been doing <laughs> it since 2020. So I thought to myself, Prior to this new variant coming out, I thought, okay, after the wedding, I'm mask-free. Well, here we are. Now there's mask mandates. I mean, it hasn't hit yet, but they're saying they're mm-hmm. going to come back because this new variant is not incorporated in the new vaccine because it just popped up. So we're going to get a new vaccine at the end of September, Woohoo! but it's not going to include the new variant. There will be some protection, but it won't be specifically for that variant. Bob and yeah. I have planned to go to New York. I don't know if we're going to go. In fact, Brian Karam, I've been talking this, about this forever, but Brian Karam, um, White House reporter, he yeah. lives in our area and he's going to be playing at a bar in October cuz he does, you know, a a cover band. And Bob and I like I want to go so bad. I think, you know, cuz there's <laughs> there's like the Stephanie Miller fans who live out here. We want to get like a whole group of everybody and and go, but now I don't know if we're going to. So, yeah. h- how are you feeling about that?
2: Um, I'll be not... honest, with you, I'm not overly worried.
1: You're not. and why?
2: Uh, um, I will obviously get the vaccine if and when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take some precautions, but not much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know i I did all that. Um, you know, I will follow the science. I'm big on science, yeah, and and listen to what they're saying, but I think the bigger picture is here. Yeah, we won't survive another pandemic in this country. No. Because at least fifty percent of the people will not listen. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And and so that's the scary part. What if to me, what if the variant comes out and it's every bit as deadly as the first one? Right. Is? Yeah. Well, it's gonna be twice as deadly
1: now. Yeah.
2: Because we we are not and this is this is this doesn't get talked about enough either. We are not in a position right now to handle anything like this in this country. No. Right now. And that's terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we we are ripe to basically be rubbed out by the next <laughs> pandemic, if and when that comes along, right? So I, I, I you know, um, that was a hell of a two, three years, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I have not worn a mask, I don't know, in months, mm-hmm. you know, and I haven't even really thought about it, to be honest with you. I'm traveling to England in a few weeks. Um uh, everything is pretty cool over there the way I understand Mm -hmm. it. And so maybe I'm stupid or Cavalier or whatever, but I, I am right now I'm feeling okay about everything.
1: Have you ever had COVID? No. Yeah. I haven't had it either.
2: I did not. I never got it. I don't know how that happened. I was, well, I, I was very cautious, Mm -hmm. I guess. I was just lucky though. I mean, you know, I was just lucky. Yeah. But uh, I know plenty of people who had it. I know plenty Mm -hmm. of people who are suffering from long COVID right now, you know? Yeah. Um, new people who died, as I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm just keeping my eyes open. You know, if, yeah. it, if it looks like it's getting tricky out there, I'll put the mask on, yeah. I'll be careful and all that. But,
1: Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty much... I mean, I have been... Uh, the reason I have been as cautious as, I, as I've been is not only because of long COVID, but there, there was an article that I recently read that people who... and I can't remember if it's solely from long COVID, but it was just if you had mild symptoms, two years later, there are issues with um, Mm -hmm. your heart. Um, There's heart issues, but there's also blood clots that can form. So it's like, you know, the the initial, you know, cold or flu that you get from is not my concern. The concern is what happens to your body after. And I mean, the same argument could be used for, you know, any kind of a virus or like the flu or something like that. Um, I mean, I've had the flu and for all I know, maybe there's long lasting effects from it that will show up later and I just don't know. But but I do know that they're finding specifically, that's what scares me is the long term after you're finished and you're fine and you're feeling fine, you know years go by and then you get a stroke or whatever it is that's going to happen. That's that's why it scares me and it's like god damn it right as i'm planning on hey yeah. i'm finally starting to feel like i can let down i mean I, like i said i have gone to restaurants and i have you know gone to different places in fact i did right. a whole i did a whole uh, patrons only show about this but my um sister for her bachelorette party they chose and it wasn't me they chose the spa that was like the size of a fucking mall and yeah. th- oh my god there were so many people that and everybody was naked it was so funny not it wasn't um wow. it wasn't naked co-ed but there was like the woman side and the man side and then okay. on the woman's side there was the mandatory nudity because they had salt baths and stuff like that and yeah, it was yeah. like because it was i've been in gyms before and seen naked people walking around but this was like I called it nipple palooza because it was like oh my god I saw so many fucking nipples I couldn't I was like don't look at the nipples don't look at the nipples and (laughs) don't look at the vaginas I mean it's really weird to be standing there and people just come up to you and start talking to you and they're naked and you're like I'm not looking at your nipples
2: <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> well, look, I lived over in Europe for a long time, so I had you, you to get past that one sort of pretty quick. You yeah. anyway,
1: right. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, and I didn't get knock on wood I didn't get COVID there. And I mean, there were a lot of people and yeah. you know. So I mean, I've taken a few, I guess you could call them risks, but um ultimately, just as I started to get comfortable, now we've got this new variant. But I mean, I guess, you know, we're going to do what you're doing. We're going to keep an eye on things and then just determine, okay, yes, we're going to do this. No, we're not going to do that right. and, and move forward. Yes.
2: Yeah. I think that's the, the the best way to, I mean, personally, I think that's the best way to play it. Look, if if people around me start getting sick and all this, right. I'll be the first one to wear a mask and, and tread very carefully and all that. So, yeah. you know, right now I'm not overly concerned about it. I mean, I'm, I'm always concerned about it, but right. I'm not overly, not overly right. Especially, you know, again, I'm, I'm flying over to, England here very shortly, and and, uh, and you know when you're on airplanes and in airports right. and all that, you're just ripe to be picked off there. I will be wearing a mask on the plane for what it's worth, but yeah. most people won't, I'm sure.
1: Of course uh, not. Well, let me ask you: Are you going for fun or for for work? Yeah,
2: yeah. I my two daughters live in England. Actually, oh, that's awesome. And I'm going over to see uh, my youngest, who is celebrating her thirtieth birthday. Wow. And I just said that out loud, my youngest is Selma. <laughs>
1: Happy which, birthday to her.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. She's a, she's a she's just a tremendous gal. And oh. and uh, so that'll be fine. And I'll be over there for a while. And, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Not looking forward to the flight, necessarily. I know, I, I don't blame that. you. <laughs> but I'm uh, looking forward to being you. over uh, there and, and seeing a lot of folks that I, I know and love over there.
1: Well, I hope you have a good time, and I will. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I always have a good time, right? Trust me. I right? can
1: imagine, and I also hope you don't yeah. get COVID. But well, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, that,
2: you know, no, I, I hope I don't get COVID too. But assuming that I don't, I I will uh, be enjoying myself greatly.
1: Right. Uh, well, and that's I mean that like we so we want to go to New York. I ever since I moved to the East Coast in 2018, I've been wanting to go to New York, and then, you know, COVID happened, and then it just didn't happen. So. I'm just, yeah. I'm hopeful now because you know it's funny Bob and I we know so many people in New York both California yeah. and New York that if we go we have like endless people to see and endless things to do outside of just yeah. what the city offers so you know yeah I need to, I need to get a, get out among my people so Yeah you I'm, do I mean <laughs> you
2: know if if for some strange reason you ever decide to to hit the Midwest <laughs> um you will need to stop by oh, here in madison 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a lively town and uh you know i i have coined it several times in my writing that the capital of democracy wow yeah. madison. Uh, we do believe we will be deciding the next election oh. and so uh, it's a lively place man you know a lot of a lot of left wing, good hearted folks here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them across the United States and we have to acknowledge them more instead of just referring to them as red states, because even though, yes, there are some really hardcore red states, there are liberals yeah. living in them. And so we have to always remember that because, yeah. you know,
2: Well, yeah. remember this. Right. So here, here's something you can take away. Uh, in the run-up to the midterms this past November, when when the, everything looked kind of bleak, you know? Mm-hmm. The the polls, which I'll never listen to again. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. Because <well,
1: laughs>
2: I used to listen to them. At any rate, it didn't look good. And we were thinking, oh, man, it's going to be a red wave, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't any of that. Mm-hmm. And so the night of the election, you know, there's a a group of us ardents here who, who work hard here in Madison to make sure that Wisconsin stays blue. And you familiar with Ben Wickler? yes. Okay, so Ben, you know, you won't get a better party leader anywhere mm-hmm. than Ben is here well, in Wisconsin. Yeah. And I will argue strenuously he should run the National Democratic Party. But at any rate, he was at this gathering, and I uh, came up alongside him and said, okay, I'm nervous. You're nervous, Ben. I said, what are the – if you were handicapping or if you wanted, you know, to let, let someone know it was going to be a good or bad night based on a few of these races, which ones would you point to? And without hesitation, he said, the governor race in here in Wisconsin, the governor race in Michigan, and the governor's race in Pennsylvania.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, guess what? Yeah. We won the governor's race in Wisconsin. We won the governor's race in Michigan. And we won the governor's race in Pennsylvania. That is the blue wall. Yeah. And so if people want to feel a little better about what's going on in 2024, you all need to know that not only do we have – Democratic governors in these three states, we now have Democratic or liberal-leaning Supreme Courts Mm -hmm. in all three Mm -hmm. of these states. In 2016, we had none of that. Wow. Yeah, pretty remarkable, man. There's a lot of work being done by a lot of good people in these places.
1: And yes, and I'm going to actually end this on my optimistic note: that I think that, you know, I saw something uh, Ellison Gill posted the other day just about 2024 with the assumption that democrats were going to win and mm-hmm. she and i love to focus on op- optimism and sure. what, what i want to get out to people is i think it's really important that while we have to back it all up with action i think what we have to focus on and i want to emphasize focus on is winning yeah. right so i instead of saying oh my god we're becoming a fascist country oh my god i hope the fascists don't win oh my yeah. you know don't focus on them winning focus on Democrats winning and it's not just about wishful thinking because you got to get your ass out and do stuff but Mm. you know um, David Pepper wrote a fantastic book called saving democracy and one of the things that you know he talked about was he understands that not everybody feels comfortable knocking on doors or not everybody feels comfortable being a poll worker but there are so many different opportunities for regular voters to do things in their own comfort zone and you know like one of the things that he suggested is calling your city council or even you know if you could go up to your um if you know if if you're in a situation at work where you have this opportunity you could set up like voter registration so you could go to your city council and say hey could you set up a voter registration in our library or maybe your workplace might have it or something like that And, you know, that's not going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be like knocking on a door and getting a MAGA or whatever it is. Some people are comfortable with it. Some people aren't. And that's okay. Whatever you're comfortable with. But ultimately here, what I'm trying to say is while we're busy focusing our minds on winning, we got to get our bodies in action to help us win. But I think it's real. I think, you know, and I said this (laughs) in my patrons only show, but it made a lot of sense to me because back when I was much younger, and, you know, I was menstruating and I would get cramps. I told my father, I said, because there was pamperin', right? And I took pamperin'. Yeah. And there was the red box and the blue box. And I think the blue box was for like the daytime and the red box was for if you, to make you sleepy. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't want the sleepy kind. I wanted the day kind. So what I did was I said, don't get the red box. Whatever you do, don't get the red box. Yeah. What does he come yeah. home with? The red box, because it's what I focused on. So it's yeah. like, you know... We need to focus on winning. So I just—I'm yeah. going to be pushing this as hard as I can from now into the election because I genuinely believe there's something to it, and that's enough out of me.
2: No, that's <laughs> listen, man. That's that's—I'm—I'm I'm giving you a standing ovation. <laughs> um, that's carry yourself like a winner. Yes. Um, and that's—that is really odd you say that. To, so just one more very quick of anecdote. Of course, yes. I'm, so I'm speaking to a group um up here on Saturday last Saturday like I said we're ardent up here we're not fucking around we're going to yeah. win you know <laughs> so we're we're talking and I said essentially do you realize the opportunity that we have here in Madison Wisconsin we can be when history is written the people that saved our country you will never get a better opportunity than this ever yeah. these poor people who are Tremendous people who are in Missouri or Arkansas or Alabama—they're no less democratic and left-leaning than I am. They just happen to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're working hard, but they're not going to see the change they might want to see. We've got the opportunity, man. Yeah. To do it. So let's be winners, like you said, and let's go fucking do it. Fucking a. <laughs> yeah, and we will. We, we will. will.
1: We will you do doubt. it. I, I, I feel good about it. You know, yeah. election day, I'll probably be freaking out. But right now, I you feel will. good about it. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> All right. Before before I let you go, um, yeah. tell everybody where to find you.
2: Okay. The the best place to find me is probably right now at my Substack home. And I can give you the address on that. And that's D Earl Stevens. It's D-E-A-R-L, D Earl Stevens, and it's a P-H Stevens dot substack dot com and you'll get all my stuff there I I publish pretty frequently Uh, raw story I've just uh, got an agreement with them recently and they're taking my stuff so you'll find me on raw story and then I guess you know my Twitter (laughs) fucking handle (laughs) (laughs) Earl of Enough and I'm over there very grudgingly but that's where I am so those are really you know those are the best spots to find me
1: awesome and then i'm i'm everywhere if you if you go to the twitter account which is now called x and elon can fuck himself but if you go there you will see my um find me pinned tweet and i'm all over so i'm on threads at kimberly ann johnson it's k-i-m-b-e-r-l-e-y um threads just became available on lap desktop today so fyi for those yes so for those of you who want to know, okay. and it's not well, for all, that's, it's that's, only, it's it just FYI, it may not be for everybody, I think uh, it's only available to some, but you can give it a try, and uh, actually what I'll do is I'll send you the article, people, huh? yeah, I, I I found it in an article, so I'm going to send you the article, and if you just click on, it says something like, try your luck here, and I clicked huh? on it, and I had, already thread, uh, I had already thread up, I had already set up a Threads <laughs> account, and so I used my IG password, and I got right in, so... Um, yeah. see I,
2: I'm a I'm a I sit here and write in my office yeah. and I that's been a big problem for me I try to avoid my phone so yeah send that to me please I would yes I will yes. try my luck and see if I'm a special person
1: <laughs> um uh, well it's it's oh you're of course you're a special person and I I love talking to you and you have an interesting outlook and oh my god the whole Wisconsin angle of just having you on is always superb because like yeah. you said, well, it I look forward really to time.
2: I love, you and oh, I love
1: you. Big hug. Big hug. Thanks for being on.
2: Okay. You bet. Bye-bye.